Hey Jeb. Oh, hey John. Do you want to talk about Toy Story? Yeah, sounds like a really good idea. But like, talk about it a lot. Going in detail with each given minute in Toy Story? Yeah, but can we talk about why Woody has teeth even though he wasn't made with them? I don't see why not. Only if we can talk about the importance of plastic corrosion awareness. Only if we can talk about how Sid is not really a bad kid. Let me ask you this though. Can we talk about strong lesbian moms? Can we talk about using the sad song from Toy Story 2 as a test to see if people are a robot? I like that idea. So come listen to us talk about Toy Story five times a week on Toy Story Minute. Find it on Dueling Genre or your podcast app of choice. If you listen, you'll be my favorite deputy. You got a friend in us? Both of us, yeah. Nice. Dueling Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we review and reanimate the Zom Rom Com Shaun of the Dead one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And joining us again, my co-host from Spider-Man Minute, Zach Luna. Welcome. Hello. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. Glad we actually made it to the Winchester this time. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. You're our, you're our first guest at the Winchester. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Yeah, because all the Winchester <laughs> stuff before we uh was before we had guests like all of the early winchester stuff so oh wow yeah. oh yeah so we haven't we haven't had a guest in the winchester yet well i'm happy um, to put my foot in the door here i guess through a window as the case is <laughs> on this episode <laughs> uh, it's it's real sad it's real sad um mm-hmm. <laughs> this is uh it's an interesting choice and what 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 is really interesting about the way the winchester is depicted in this minute um Oh, I guess I should say <laughs> we just started oh, yeah. talking about it, uh, which <laughs> yeah. uh, in the minute in question um, that we are taking a bite out of is minute 65, which begins with uh, with with zombies following Sean around the building and ends with uh, David commenting that the power is out. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah. So the, the, the way that um, uh, this sort of uh, half ass. 360 shot um, <laughs> that that establishes the uh, the Winchester. Um, what's interesting is like it does like sort of a, a progress fade in the middle mm-hmm. of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that was that was actually not what happened. Um, actually, in the in the script, it is scripted that it is a the camera pans 360 round the pu- the pub lounge. Like that's how. Yeah. It opens, uh, hmm. and apparently, like in the edit, like every like everyone was crawling out of their skin watching this camera slowly fade, <laughs> like slowly <laughs> pan around three hundred and sixty degrees, and and uh, and you know they were just like that was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> so they they made, they put this uh, this sort of uh, cross dissolve in the middle of it um, into the window footage. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is kind of a. Uh, it feels like a reset. You almost feel like if you were binging 
the the mini series version of the show, this would be like the start of the the first episode of them in the Winchester. Right. Yeah. Totally. This is the cold open. It, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I really right. just feel like a chapter break. Yeah. Or the start of a new chapter. Yeah. This is like the last episode ended with Sean being chased around the building with zombies. That was the end of the episode, and then this one opens here, and then the cold open ends with him like showing back up at the Winchester, mm. like a, like it's been yes, twenty minutes, the next minute or whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, this is. Uh, it's it's interesting and there's that hard transition too of of a, just a drop to black with a with a like a haunting <laughs> chime of a church bell just boom <laughs> gong yeah um yeah, just real quick well. before we before we leave the outside we can see the back of tires head as he as he makes his way with the crowd uh except that i don't think that's tires um, oh, you don't think it is? No, I think that because it's his back, I think I think Michael Smiley was like, "Look, I got I got better things to do. Like, <laughs> can you just put someone else in my costume and uh, I can?" Yeah. yeah okay, I can so it, it's way. tires, but it's not yeah. Michael Smiley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got right, a good shot exactly. of him yesterday, I guess, in in the yeah. big crowd stuff. The the reason <laughs> I I I feel like I'm comfortable saying that is because uh, the actor portraying tires in from behind uh has a uh uh his hair in a bun in the back oh okay yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i guess i'm gonna see that now yeah that's funny I'm like that's that's not michael smiley <laughs> <laughs> close uh, enough though close enough while you're watching the movie I'm yeah thinking, exactly exactly picking it it's like, like superman's lip you can't <laughs> notice Mm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly like Superman's lip here. Um, uh, oh, I do like if we are staying outside for for a half sec. Um, the the little beat with the flowers is fun, just as an example of um, <laughs> yeah the the way the set off setups and payoffs are like woven through mm-hmm. a, a script like this. That it can can seem very simple, but like the cause and effect chain that leads her to picking up those flowers, aw, uh, from them initially being thrown away to Ed's cell phone going off to uh, Sean berating him to David needing to like uh, try to find an- another way to get in to breaking the window with the thing, but needing to dump it all out before he throws it because I don't know uh, that like there's a whole. <laughs> yeah, he just want to get garbage all over him. Yeah, he didn't want to get garbage all over him. Yeah, I'll t- I'll take that. There's zombies about to eat me. I'll take the time to make sure I don't get garbage on me. Uh, but like that chain of events leading to her being able to to pick up the flowers is it is something that i just admire i guess like it, just from a pure writing perspective i'm like oh yeah yeah look at that yeah good no, job absolutely <laughs> um it's 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 great i mean it's uh you know it, it's it's a couple of it's a bunch of things right because like even mm-hmm. even going back up even the setup is complicated um yeah because it it starts with Phil showing up at the, at you know, saying, you know, yes. showing up at, at work and saying, like, you're going to come visit your mother. You're going to bring flowers. Yes, yes, I'm going to bring flowers. He has to go buy the flowers. He has to get the card that says to a wonderful mom from Sean. <laughs> he has to then bring those flowers to Liz's when he finds out, like, when he realizes he screws up. He has to give them to her. She has to see the card that he got that says to a wonderful mother, call him out on it. 
he has to leave dumped and then dejectedly throw them out in there before he goes inside to drink, which is ridiculous because he bought them for (laughs) his mother. There's no reason for him to throw them out. (laughs) He's just being petulant. Yeah, Yeah, he's being (laughs) petulant. Like, it it just it's a bad memory and he doesn't want to think about it. Um, And so all of that setup has to happen in order for this payoff to happen. Like, that's it's a little miracle of a moment. You know, it's crazy. It's yeah. oh, it's so good. It's so oh, good. Her little um, face, Barbara. Oh, just and you know, like Barbara's not too long for this world. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm so happy she got her flowers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That being said, it's a lovely moment. But let's. I would like to take a moment to do something that I I always inevitably do when this moment happens. I can't help but see it through uh through liz's eyes and it's like oh no she's gone she's lost it she's just picked up flowers off the ground and it's like i thank that for me it's like (laughs) (laughs) well no because because liz would recognize the flowers she saw that oh that's true yeah yeah Yeah. she'd be like oh those are for you weird Maybe they're like David's eyes or something. Like, oh, look, those are for me. Right. <laughs> well, and that would yeah. that would go toward uh, what David ends up wanting to do with Barbara. Just yeah, being like, oh, yeah, yeah, she's completely lost it. She's going to turn and it's going to be bad. And I'm going to have to I'm going to have to save the day again. Mm-hmm. There's a lot in there in that little flower bit prior yeah. to the gong chime. I don't know what we're calling it. Church bell, church bell Ch- chime, church bell. Church- yeah, feels church like bell. a feels like a church bell. Um, or like a it's, university bell or something. Yeah, it's very yeah. 70s horror. It, feel like, yeah. it, it feels to me very much like the transitions you see in like Amityville horror. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it, it actually, it feels a lot like transitions in uh, Hot Fuzz, like that are more appropriate for Hot Fuzz. Mm, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it's bleak. Uh, yeah. Hot Fuzz yeah, is definitely right. a, it's definitely a longer meal than Sean. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because we hmm. are in minute 65. Um, there's only 30 minutes left. Mm-hmm. And Whoa. we're done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll be done in thirty minutes, and uh, that's that's only that's only six more weeks of this show, uh, and and yeah, Hot, Hot Fuzz is uh, is I think twenty minutes longer, twenty five minutes longer, something like that. Yeah. Um, so that'll be uh, that will be a uh, <laughs> indeed a, a longer meal, um, a larger longer meal. So yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny your the your explanation for the 360 shot getting truncated um, just because it was a good idea on paper, but then when like you saw it executed, it, people were like, "I can't stand this." Um, yeah, <laughs> it's it's just so funny because the way it plays out, it almost plays out as if it was okay. We'd like to do a 360 shot here, but we can't. It'd be a it'd be a bitch and a half to pull it off. So we'll do a 180, and then we'll transition to the footage of the window and then we'll cut back for uh the turnaround and show the other half of the uh, bar when we have uh david entering the frame there like it it feels like man it would be a real like trouble to do this in one shot so let's chop it up type of decision making when it was really like no they were able to pull it off it just didn't work yeah (laughs) (laughs) it just didn't work in the edit yeah yeah i just my brain imagines that like oh they do this big arc and then they couldn't go any further than like the piano because then they'd like start seeing c stands and like crew members standing around right (laughs) no it was just it was uh it was about three times as long yeah um and it was just 
too much. No one would want to sit through that. Uh, cause a as you can see, like David is leaning against the pillar that we start on, um, in, in oh. on black. So it's a full 360 degrees, uh, that they, that they pulled off. And also, um, there is a, cause now we're on, we're on this set and there's a, um, there's a lighting technique that, uh, Edgar Wright employs, uh, on his films, uh, hmm. which is that because he shoots so much coverage, uh, what they do is they do not light for each individual shot. They, Ooh. they, sh they light the entire room and then they shoot it as the, as it comes. Um, because nice. it's the only way to get through a day on an Edgar Wright movie that has <laughs> like 60 setups a day, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, there's just no way to like relight everything. So they, they light, um, they light everything from the windows. So that's why the windows are like, you know, just like, super blown out. Yeah. yeah super blown <laughs> yeah. out. Like white. Yeah. They're, they're not really blown out. They're, they're literally like, uh, you know, lights shining through a, uh, uh, what what you gonna call it a uh, yeah, flag yeah. or whatever yeah um, yeah diffuser um, that's great yeah and so they he, he you know it just lights everything and then you just you just shoot it so in fact you wouldn't be able to pull the three sixty off in that instance yeah um, yeah yeah because you would probably just mic everybody from below or high above like on the ceiling right um, right and you wouldn't you wouldn't have an issue uh, yeah because you really only need like the uh, the sound guy and like the camera team to be right. moving around to do this. Right. 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 Cause, yeah. cause everyone, um, everyone else would be in uh, video village, wherever that is. Uh, yeah. You know, like just offset or whatever. So See, that's, it's a real cool idea for shot. Now that I think of it, like the, uh, starting on the pillar, doing the full 360, landing on the pillar and then having David like come into frame like that. Uh, yeah. But, the the pace you would need to turn at in order for the shot not to be too long is the wrong pace for the tone tone at yeah. this moment yeah. yeah so they had to find some way around cutting it that's that's crazy huh. yeah huh. exactly huh. Um, fun facts but you Movie definitely magic. like if they had kept it in that would be the entirety of our of the of the minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would have yeah it would have been a real halt yeah, no, because it, cause it's like, and, and Nick and I, we are not unfamiliar with, uh, oh yeah, with, lingering with, with, shots of, of lingering, location. yeah, lingering shots of a room uh, of just <laughs> of just making our way around a room, uh, but in the or in even that, or even, or even we, a blue sky, yeah, well, and in those instances, we have like a breakfast machine to talk about, uh, yeah. <laughs> Back to the Future, uh, but here yeah. or, it's just an empty, it's just an empty yeah. pub. Or like Marty's resting by an open fire. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Can you um, imagine if Doc Brown had a bar, how he would like like outfit it and uh, decorate yeah. it and everything? I, all <laughs> I know is I would want to drink whatever whatever beer he would distill because I bet Hell it was yeah. great. <laughs> um, I bet it'd be great. Uh, uh, I, I, unless, I, as long as I, he didn't make wanna... that hangover cure. Yeah, well, oh yeah, that's true. I guess he wouldn't really drink, would he? Um mm -hmm. <laughs> I I do want to say that okay. I know that this is probably supposed to be a shitty pub, but this set is beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's just so brown and lush and yeah, like colors. The yeah. br- the green walls, um, the 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 dark wood bar, mm-hmm. and the red stool chairs and the little two layered, uh, you know, round tables with stools and the booth and the little mm-hmm. karaoke center, like. Yeah. You know, it, it's so uh, speaking as as an American, uh, especially, you know, like just these past few months of living in, in Los Angeles, the 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 Winchester here seems to so and I know it's a set, but like in the context of it being a real bar, mm-hmm. it, it 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 so effortless, it effortlessly has that vibe that I feel like so many American bars and clubs and restaurants are like painstakingly try to artificially recreate mm-hmm. yeah and so like it, it it is interesting that you know people could look at the winchester and like oh what a what a dump like what a dive but it's like oh look at this place like yeah like yeah. i know some 300 dollar a glass places that would kill to look this on un- yeah. un- effort you know yeah, yeah. effortless is yeah it's no beautiful. absolutely um this also establishes another uh sort of uh little known Edgar Wright trope, which hmm. is uh green walls. Hunter Green Walls. Oh uh, Edgar Edgar Wright, um, in most of his like most of like the main sets in his movies will have Hunter Green Walls because typically characters don't wear that color in movies yeah. because it looks too close to black um in certain oh. lightings. And yeah. so no one tends to wear that. So you, if you have green hunter green walls on a set, everyone pops, um, off of it. That's awesome. Yeah, and so Colors, you have green, man. you have green walls in the Winchester. You have green walls in the pub in, uh, in Hot Fuzz, and I think in the police station. All the pubs yeah. in the World's End have green walls, and uh, Baby's Apartment in Baby Driver has green walls. Oh wow! Yeah, if I could go back and tell teenage movie nerd nick like one thing uh while setting off on his on his journey of like renting dvds at the library it it would be like to just like pay attention to color yeah yeah like like later like going out of of school and now like like older i'm like oh man like it's so important to know what one color does to another color or like what what skin does you know you know Mm -hmm. yeah so part of the puzzle that i don't think a lot of people really think about when they're when they're watching it or even when they're right. thinking about making it for the absolutely absolutely yeah. it's amazing um, i always feel a little like um one hand behind my back in conversations like that because i am colorblind so i don't pick up on certain hues and things like that or i don't right, um, right. always see the contrast as, as big as they are but the ones that i can see i get really excited about so <laughs> <laughs> i think it works um yeah, that is that's a really interesting thing. I literally never would have picked up on, um, mm-hmm. and it makes total sense. It's a it's a smart. It's like you could call it a stylistic choice, but it's also just like an economical one in terms of getting the visual information across in the way that you want it. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see my characters, and I, especially if I can't light everything in specific ways because of um, how many setups I'm going to do. I will have physically the color of the objects in the room and that they're wearing do some of that quote unquote lighting for me. Like, right. Yeah. Like just separating them out from the wall. I mean, that's, that's backlighting. Um, yeah. It typically, <laughs> typically does that. And, and it's also, um, 
it sort of adds character to the background because, you know, one of the surefire ways that you know that you're watching something amateurish is that uh, they're shooting in a place that has white walls. Um, <laughs> that's like the dead giveaway of like, yeah. oh, yeah, no, they don't. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> that and bad um, sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Ba- bad sound and white walls. That's the dead giveaway. Um, and it's. Bad sound on White Wall sounds like a Ben Folds album. For <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does. It actually does. Um, I like that. Uh, but uh, it's, but it's, I don't know. It's interesting. And it's also, I think this is, this is also, um, well, it's, I don't know. Okay. So this doesn't, <laughs> I, I, this, this, I, I noticed something and then I realized it doesn't work. Um, but I was okay. going to say that, uh, that David and, um, David and Ed and uh, Die are in sort of like the 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 sort of uh, color tone of the Winchester, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. all of their fates are going to end in the Winchester, uh, seemingly. Um, hey. Only seemingly in Die's case, yeah. um, but it doesn't work because Barbara is not and her story <laughs> in the movie. But I guess I guess you could say her story already ended uh, to a certain extent. Um, yeah, right, she's right, just right. been slowly dying uh, over the course of the last like five five or ten minutes. But um, yeah, but the spoilers, uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but I do I do think it's interesting that um, that uh, you have like three actors sort of in three of the characters are in these like earth tones. Uh, yeah, like like they had all of the zombies dressed as. And then you have Sean and Barbara and Liz in other colors. Um, yeah. And I'm interested to know, like, if there was a reason for that, like why, why that was done that way. Um, yeah. There we did sort of figure out that the, that David's yeah. rugby shirt being striped green and blue is because Liz is wearing green and die is wearing, or, or Liz is wearing blue and die is wearing like earth tone green. Ooh, colors. that's cool. Yeah. Oh. And he's got a, like a striped shirt um, of those two colors. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Color theory. Are, it's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And those are the kind of like uh, filmmaker conversations I wish I could like be a fly on the wall for. Like when mm-hmm. people are coming up with, okay, like a movie like this, it's uh, primarily taking place in one day. Our people will be in one main outfit. What are the conversations that lead you to landing on that final outfit that's there Um, yeah i was like i i interact with costumes in such a superficial corner way after everybody's already made the design decisions after everybody's already made the like uh color and material decisions like you know i occasionally help build costumes but i would love to hear the back and forth between like a director and a costume designer why they land on those choices especially when it has to be like innocuous seeming garments like this it's just Mm -hmm. i don't know it's cool because you know they had very in-depth conversation about what everybody should wear and they landed on these for specific reasons. So, Well, because, I mean, and we've talked about it before, but, like, you can silhouette all of these characters in this movie wearing street clothes and you will know exactly who all of them are. Yeah, yeah. You could could dress up as one of these characters for Halloween and, like, after the slight moment of like wait what is that from you'd be like oh my god it's from the movie that's great like yeah. you would click into it absolutely yeah. Yeah. um so earlier this week with uh with naomi mm-hmm. i had the note um in my notes i had uh, david sucks 
um, in reference to <laughs> yes, in, in David again continue. Yeah, David well, in in reference to his uh, his his half-ass moaning um, as a as a zombie. He'll uh, knock. Uh, um, now I have another note that just says David is a shit. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's getting worse. It's like D. It's like it's like getting lower and lower. Well, right, because he right. he feels like. His time has finally come. Now, now yeah. you know, Sean's dead. <laughs> it, it's his Diane moment. Yeah. yeah. Sean's dead. And now I get to take the lead in this group. And, you know, we'll make the best out of a bad situation, which is being stuck here because we followed that idiot. And, yep. uh, you know, let's turn on lights. And he's mm-hmm. just doing all of the wrong things. Like as yeah. as Liz is about to point out before we 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 end the minute. Um, right. You know, turning the power on would be a bad idea. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like, buddy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, and the way that he like is complaining about the hole that he made, like someone else did it. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, it's just the best. It's so perfectly like the worst kind of. Yeah. Like, we, 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 uh, we, we talk a lot about like toxic masculinity and yeah. Like it and like, but then like, is Sean an example of like a positive masculinity potentially? And like, what even, what even is that anymore? And it's, it is kind of cool to watch like, oh yeah, like that, that sucks. It sucks to do that. (laughs) You know, like, but you totally get why he would do it because he's just being a dude. He's being a dude. He's like, well, I can't let, I can't let people, I can't, I can't relinquish control. I have to, I can't not be in charge. Mm -hmm. Right. And this this begins like this whole sequence in the beginning of the Winchester, like up to basically up to the death of David, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything in the in the Winchester up to that point is sort of every zombie movie you've ever seen. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's all it's a bunch of people holed up in a place turning on each other um, mm-hmm. because they all want power in the in the moment and and in this particular case it's really david versus everyone else yeah 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 because he wants the power and no one wants to give it to him and he doesn't understand why all of them are following sean it doesn't make it just doesn't compute for him because he's wearing a leather jacket he has a job he's the man why would they (laughs) why would they follow this idiot who works at an electronic store it doesn't make any sense but you see, we see, and they see over the course of this movie exactly why they would be following Sean over David yeah. because David's a shit. Yeah, David's a shit. <laughs> and I think there's there's part of it too that like I think the zombie genre in general is partially about like, um, you know, an indulgent fantasy about like reclaiming masculinity in a like visceral way. Like the idea mm-hmm. that, you know, I may be... Uh, such and such person who works at such and such place and i'm not a great warrior but if like push came to shove i would wreck shit you know like there, there's right. a there's that's this... that's ed's mentality right there yeah yeah there's this this thing about like i think part of the appeal you know of of something like this is getting to indulge those parts of your brain in ways that don't hurt or affect anybody else uh so you know, think planning out your zombie escape plan or, you know, what sort of weapons you'd use or whatever. There is this aspect gliding over the whole scenario, and not just this zombie movie, but any movie about like, oh, how would I, in this scenario, which is terrible and awful, this is an awful scenario, but (laughs) 
but, 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 oh, wow, I would have a chance to be this type of man. I would have a chance mm-hmm. to be the, you know, the powerful agent of change. Yeah, yeah, there is an escapist quality. Yeah. Um, it's just funny. It's just funny that, like, Shaun of the Dead, like, either leans into that at times or, like, sublimates it out to, like, bad characters so that we can see it in... We can see it in different ways. Like, we're seeing that indulgence in different ways. Like in the Ed and Sean argument uh, that we talked about the other day, or like here with David being a shit. Like, it's, there's no way to really escape that the escapist uh, fantasy carries the mark of, like, our shitty world and, uh, you know, the ways we're socialized. It's, I don't know, it's fun, it's fun stuff. This moment, this whole section is just like, oh, yeah, men (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's true ah he's such a shit um so so uh zach do you remember uh the first time that you saw this movie i do yeah uh not specifically i think i was around um like 14 or 15 it was not too long after it came out but i missed the initial um presence of it like i didn't see sean in the movie theaters and i didn't like rent it right when it came out but i had a a moment where I was trying to educate myself on film, uh, <laughs> doing exactly what Nick said earlier. You know, I would go to the library and rent out a bunch of movies or, you know, go to Blockbuster and grab stuff. Um, but I just wanted to learn as much as I could about different things. And I had finally gotten, you know, in my teenage years that I, I was less um, scared or felt less squicky about horror. And I was like, oh, I got to learn some more about horror movies. Finally, I can watch them. And... Um, I had a whole, I think, summer that was, I want to learn all the zombie stuff. Because um, I'd read, I don't know, I'd read some book that, like, finally made it click for me. And I was like, oh, I see the appeal of zombies. Uh, it was probably, like, The Walking Dead, um, like, a couple trays of The Walking Dead or something. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, I get why people are into this. This is kind of a fun, like, you know, survivalist, what's the deal here? Let me watch all of the zombie movies. So I had gone to, I think it was a library and... and was trying to work through, okay, I've seen, you know, Night of the Living Dead and uh, Dawn of the Dead, and I'm going to try to find Return of the Living Dead because I hear that one's really weird, and I'm going to, you know, track down uh, Peter Jackson's, like, weird zombie film that he did. And in that list of recommendations, I saw, I had Shaun of the Dead, um, and I Mm. grabbed it not really knowing that it was a deconstruction celebration of the genre just thinking oh another zombie movie to put on the zombie list and i mm-hmm. i remember watching it and i was like why did i put this off um <laughs> this is such a such a clever take on the material this is so accessible and it's um it's smart and it's fun and it's hilarious and i it, it's fun. i think that week i listened to the the commentary with edgar wright and talking about influences and how one of his favorite films was american werewolf in london and like that feeling that you get when you watch american werewolf in london of the combination of the scary stuff and the funny stuff like helping each other out was Mm -hmm. what i felt in this and was what i was so excited about so i was um yeah i was really stoked into it so during my zombie phase that summer this was my top top zombie movie um yeah i loved it from the get-go yeah it's a good one it's real good nice um all right well i think that i think that about wraps us up this week good couple Uh, episodes guys a lot of fun yeah a lot of fun uh so for those of you who haven't yet um (laughs) and uh 
are are listening to this because you just found this podcast and 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 haven't maybe checked out other stuff. Uh, Zach and I, as as we've talked hey. about at the beginning of the show, of the of the, of the <laughs> episodes here, um, Zach and I do a little show called Spider Man Minute, uh, where we talk about the Spider Man movies one minute at a time and um, have a lot of fun doing that. We're uh, we we finished the first Sam Raimi movie. We're doing Spider Man two. Uh, later this year and uh it's it's uh it's a really fun time it's a very earnest show um (laughs) so so like this one yeah well i mean this one is i know i know know. yeah this one is also but it's an earnest show for a very earnest movie um well yes spider yeah yeah yeah, sam raimi spider-man is like a like a it's like the movie equivalent of like an eight-year-old with like chocolate cake on his face that's like (laughs) stupid happy for no reason and we're there to celebrate that like that stupid happy (laughs) so it's not if you're if you're looking for like people to like say hey this is like crap and isn't it like so goofy it's like no the the goofy's the point the goofy yeah good stuff yeah Yeah, we we do like the goofy though we are not afraid to be critical there's been many times where we have gotten uh, (laughs) critical on that on that show as well um for sure uh Mm -hmm. but but we do genuinely love those movies, and that's where we kind of come at it from. Yeah. And so because I just in case, I mean, I think this is worth repeating. You can be a fan of something and acknowledge its faults and be critical of it. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Right. exactly. Nuance exists, and it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Just like we're going to we're going to talk about the the treatment of female characters in Hot Fuzz. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. That'll be a thing. Uh, <laughs> And yeah. yet, we are still head over heels for that movie. But yeah, and indeed. we're not dicks on Twitter to people who don't like Hot Fuzz. Yeah, they, exactly. You know. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So so check out that um, if you if you can only handle one daily show at a time, uh, <laughs> which is understandable. Uh, you know, wait six weeks and then go check that out. It'll all be there, and uh, you know, then that'll be less of a wait for you to uh, get to Spider Man Two. So there's that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so excited spider-man 2 great movie mammoth mammoth yeah, movie true and also i mean and not for nothing but it'll be a very easy transition for you because we we have like uh, a couple of uh specials that zach and i did early on and then we do the first five minutes and then minute six through ten our guest is none other than the one <laughs> and only nick Jimenez. so hey that's true we talk about the one of my favorite field trip scenes in movie history yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah. So, or his father will fire your father. <laughs> rich shaming, um, rich shaming, and so much yeah. more on Spider-Man Minute. Uh, so, <laughs> put that on the T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you liked uh, Zach's sort of uh, talk about like, you know, working with extras and and sort of like working in the industry from a um, sort of a low level looking up working sort of man. point of view, um, mm-hmm. that's. That's all that show is. It's just like us talking about like how the hell you make a movie like this. Um, yeah. And uh, it's it's us sort of really just gushing about the the Hollywood process and <laughs> talking about like both the great stuff about that and also the complications that come with that and some of the bad stuff mm. that comes with that. Um, exactly. Is it, yeah. uh, is it safe to say that you and Zach have a hell of a time? <laughs> I think I think we do have a hell of a time. <laughs> Um, uh, can't, can't not bring it up. 
And 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 with that, uh, we're going to slam our goblin glider into Zach into the wall and uh, <laughs> bid him adieu. <laughs> See you guys. But don't but don't tell Harry. Um, <laughs> anyway. In the meantime, let's have a nice cold pint and wait for all of this to blow up. Oh, my God.